This podcast is brought to you by Afifima. Welcome to Thank God It's Monday with Tony Aliogena Rafael. As Christians, we don't always approach our work in a very integrated way. And to my mind, I think it's because we do not have the know-how. Our discipleship system does not offer much practical help in these regards. Today, I want to discuss the question, what things should we do to make our work meaningful? Some people will tell you that some jobs are more meaningful than others, so start by finding a meaningful job. There is some truth in that. In general, research suggests that when jobs provide the following benefits or opportunities, people find it easier to experience meaning. Autonomy, the freedom to try out your own ideas, a chance to use your skill, a sense of how your work contributes to a tangible product or service you can identify, co-workers who enjoy and value their work with whom you get along, a leader who sets a clear vision that you value, who leaves out the vision, who expresses genuine concern about you, who encourages you to take risks and solve problems creatively, who gives you confidence and who expands your goal, an organizational mission that fits what you value. If you have a job that provides all or most of this, count yourself privileged. If you have a chance to move into a position that gets you closer to this, you should seriously consider taking it. But for many people, simply finding a better job is not a realistic option. Furthermore, lots of people spend their career job hopping in search of the perfect position that likely doesn't exist. I want to share three practical steps to find meaning in your work based in the philosophy and theology of vocation. In the end, living a calling is more about your approach to your work than it is about the specific job in which you land. With this in mind, to experience a greater sense of meaning in your work, devote the matter to prayer. Then try to implement the following practices. Number one, use your strengths. A good strategy for deriving meaning is to find or create ways to use your strength. Of course, it is helpful to know what your strengths are before trying to use them more. To discover your strength, you may want to consider a visit to VAI Character, one word, VAICharacter.org to do an assessment. While formal assessments are useful, a good informal strategy is to think carefully about a recent situation in which your strengths were on display. Try this. Start by identifying a specific event within the last few weeks, in which you felt you were clearly at your best. Now, replay the event in your mind a few times. Focus carefully on the details of what happened. In a journal, write out answers to these questions. Using a step-by-step account, how did the event of the situation unfold? What things did you do really well, be specific? What was the outcome? What specific personal strengths did you show in this situation? List as many as you can. Number them. Circle or highlight the top three. In which other situation have you observed these strengths? Once you have these top three strengths, try an experiment. Make a deliberate effort to use this strength more often and in new ways in your job every day for the next week. As you do so, pay attention. What do you notice or experience? In what ways has using your strength changed the way you feel about your work? Research in positive psychology by Martin Seligman and colleagues 
found that adults who engage in this simple exercise experience more happiness and less depression than did those in a control group. Not only do you benefit when you are using your strength, but God, who entrusted you with them, after all, is glorified when those strengths are expressed in a manner that honors Him. We will continue after the break. Stay with me. Afifima is the deluxe fashion brand for today's woman. We aim to become a global fashion brand of class, femininity and sophistication with the ultimate goal of making women of all ages look and feel ageless. Visit us today at www.afifima.com Welcome back. The second thing you can do to find or create meaning in your work is to invest in relationships. Available evidence suggests that our experience with our co-workers can have a big impact on how satisfied we are at work. This means the reverse is also true. The people we work with experience us in ways that impact their well-being in one direction or the other. This is why investing in workplace relationships is a key path for fostering meaning. Get to know the people you work with. Invite them to lunch. Ask them about their kids, their goals, the things that they like most about the job. Find out when their bed days are and give them a card when the day arrives. Tell them what you appreciate about them. Then consider ways that you can be helpful. Take out 10 minutes before your next work week to map out your schedule and identify things that you can do within it every day to make life easier for people who you work with. They don't have to be painful. Stay an extra hour so your shift manager can attend her son's award ceremony. Talk to your boss about something that someone else did well and make sure it's recognized. Don't think about these things, do them. Practice being a mentor, a model of the kind of worker you most like to have. Do these things without expecting or desiring anything in return, even though some level of reciprocation is likely. Scores of research on altruistic behavior suggest that doing such things not only benefit those on the receiving end, but also make life richer for you. More than that, such behavior is virtuous. Do it because it is the right thing to do. The deepened sense of meaning that result is simply a welcome consequence. Number three, think redemptively. Research suggested one of the primary ways that people make meaning is by translating their global meaning framework into their day-to-day -day experience. People of faith are especially inclined to connect their daily experience to their broader framework of meaning and a sense of calling helps us to do this in the work domain. Christians point to the grand narrative of scriptures as the basis of God's story, into which we each can fit our story. The grand narrative describes the course of history like a play unfolding in four parts, creation, fall, redemption, and restoration. In the beginning, all things God created were very good. That's creation. Genesis teaches that even before sin entered the world, People were given the responsibility to manage God's creation in Genesis 1.28. This job became difficult after sin distorted creation, rendering it painted, twisted, and otherwise not the way God meant it to be. That's the fall. Yet, according to Colossians 1.20, Christ's death and resurrection were redemptive acts that not only restore people's relationship with God, but reconcile all things to Him. This guarantees the whole creation will be made new one day, 
healed fully from the effect of sin. That's restoration. Where do we fit into this? Christ is the reconciler of all things. But 2 Corinthians 5.18 tells us that we have been called to the ministry of reconciliation on Christ's behalf. In the words of Al Waters, quote, If Christ is the reconciler of all things, and if we have been entrusted with the ministry of reconciliation on his behalf, then we have a redemptive task wherever our vocation places us in this world. End of quote. In other words, our responsibility goes beyond managing his creation and now includes partnering with Christ in his work of redeeming things, certainly including our sphere of influence at the workplace. As a farmer, use modern tools and technology available to help feed a hungry world. Are you a lawyer? Seek justice where there is injustice. Are you a scientist? Help the world learn about God by discovering new things about his general revelation. Are you a steward? Maintain standards for cleanliness and order that promotes health and well-being. Whatever your job, think redemptively about what you are doing. It is hard to imagine more meaningful approach to work. Let me close by leaving you with a few questions to ask yourself about meaning in work. Number one, when do you feel like your work is particularly meaningful? Explain. Number two, what message did you learn from your parents about what work means? Number three, when are you at your best at work? What strengths are on display? Number four, what specific things can you do this week to use your strengths more often? Number five, in an ultimate sense, what does your work really accomplish? Number six, how does your work fit within the creation for redemption and restoration narrative? Be precise. Number seven, what does it mean to think redemptively about your work? Be as specific as you can. I hope today's episode was particularly helpful. Be kind to share with others around you. Thank you for listening. May your week ahead bring you success and plenty of joy. Remain blessed and stay safe. Many thanks to Brian Dick for today's material.